You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Good evening. Uh, Thank you for being here this evening. And uh, it's a joy to be with you um, this evening. And uh, be in Hebrews in chapter number four uh, this evening. Hebrews and chapter number four. If you haven't got a prayer card yet, I'd encourage you uh, to stop by the back table in the back after the service. I get a prayer card also. We do have some music CDs in the back as well. Kind of a limited supply. We're in the middle of revamping those. And I know a lot of people don't use CDs anymore. So we're actually we're looking to put together some memory sticks and things uh, to, to, to uh, uh, offer as well. I'm going to ask my wife a favor. If, if you would have a notebook ready just after service, if you are more interested in maybe the USB uh, that we could prepare and then uh, mail those back to you later uh, in the future, uh, then we can put your name uh, down for those um, as well. Also, the girls have been busy and have a burden for the land and uh, the projects that we're doing uh, there in the Dominican Republic. And so they've they've went to making bracelets. And so they've got some bracelets uh, together and uh, uh, they offer those uh, for $2 a piece. And uh, I offer them for $20 a piece, so it uh, depends on whoever's uh, selling at the time. Uh, so uh, the CDs are on, on, on discount as well, so they're normally $12 a piece or two for $20. Today, they're two for 100 so just anytime uh, you want to help out uh, with those, uh, they do go to the land purchase. And uh, so much to say, so much I'd like to say uh, then about... Uh, the ministry. I'm sure thankful for what the Lord is doing uh, in the Dominican Republic. Uh, that's that's barely a tip of the iceberg. What what the Lord's doing. Uh, we've started another work uh, about 30 minutes north of us, a Haitian uh, work, uh, and we're in the process of breaking ground and, and starting uh, to build on that land as well. And so excited about that. Uh, working with uh, many other ministries as well uh, outside of the city. So uh, be much in prayer with us and for us, uh, for our travels. We'll be in country uh, just uh, till November 7th. I actually bought our tickets last night, so we'll be going back on November 7th and uh, be hitting the ground running, have a group coming the second week of November. Uh, I mistakenly bought tickets for November 14th last night, and the group gets there November 13th. So I uh, decided I better, better back that up just a little bit. Uh, so that I can help them get there. But uh, Hebrews in chapter number 14, uh, this evening, uh, I want to be an encouragement to you. Or what did I say? Everybody's turning pages. (laughs) Hebrews in chapter number 4. You'll notice I don't think there's 14 chapters in Hebrews. And so uh, you you won't be able to get too far there. But uh, Hebrews in chapter number 4. Hebrews in chapter number 4. And uh, let's read, uh, starting in verse number 11, if we would. And we'll read down through verse number 16. Hebrews 4, verse number 11, down through verse number 16. The Bible says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. 
For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Notice that this evening. Verse number 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Can I talk for just a little bit this evening? There's, there's many subjects uh, that I could branch off to, but I want to stick with the central theme of this chapter and talk to you a little bit about the rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this, this evening thanking you, O oh God, for uh, your church, for your people. Thank you for the generosity of your people, the welcome of your people. I pray, O oh God, that you'd bless them uh, because of it, and I pray that you'd bless them now for their faithfulness here on this Wednesday night. I know that there's many burdens on their heart, and, and I pray, O oh God, that you'd grant them this heavenly rest that you desire for all of us to have. And it's not just talking about a heavenly rest once we get to heaven, but a rest that we can enjoy uh, even here on this earth, and I pray, O oh God, that you'd bless us with it now. pray that you'd bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. I've been preaching through the book of Hebrews uh, through uh, this year in our church, and the Lord has really challenged our people, encouraged our people through even verse number 16. As we took that verse as our uh, main uh, verse for the year and, and more so uh, as we're desiring to continue to come boldly to the Lord. And uh, we ought to each and every day of our lives and, and every year as we, we, we grow closer to the Lord uh, to desire to be closer to Him and, to be, and desire to be more like Him. And as I was studying then, verse by verse, uh, in the book of Hebrews, ca come to, uh, came to uh, chapter number 4, and, and, and really uh, the beginning of the chapter starts with a pretty strong warning. Uh, a warning of us not receiving uh, the rest that God desires for each and every one of us. And can I tell you this evening that rest is for all of us, and I'm, just, I'm not just talking about sleep. Uh, or, 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 or necessarily rest uh, uh, during the nighttime or rest uh, 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 as your head is laid down on a pillow. Can I tell you uh, this evening that spiritual rest and heavenly rest is offered to us uh, through our lives as we carry spiritual burdens and we face a spiritual enemy. And uh, I, I dare say, and, and, and do want to warn you a little bit this evening, uh, to the fact that we face a real enemy. We have an adversary that is against us, that, that wants to fight against us. And can I tell you that every step forward that 
we make uh, for the Lord, he's going to come attacking. And he's going to throw his fiery darts of temptation and his fiery darts of doubt and his fiery darts uh, of fear in our lives uh, to get us sidetracked and, and to get us uh, uh, off track uh, to the point where uh, we're not doing anything uh, for the cause of Christ, for the Lord. And uh, uh, what an exciting thing it is uh, to, 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 to be at this church and, and to see the work that God's doing. And, and, and then as, as, as later, we're going to experience a little bit uh, of the building and see uh, the growth that God's giving. And, and, and as you work towards that, even on Saturday, and I know uh, that you're working uh, here in the next couple of months to, to be in that building. And, and uh, I know that all of you are excited about that, uh, just hearing some of the conversation and hearing some of the excitement just uh, in the people. And can I tell you that I'm encouraged even this evening hearing you sing and, and listening to the instruments and seeing uh, the people serve. And, and what a blessing it is to know uh, that there's a work that God wants us to do. And there's a, there's a work that God's doing uh, right here in this church. And what a blessing it is to know uh, that God wants to use his people to do his work. But can I warn you of a couple of things this evening as we get started? You'll notice uh, in these verses, there's a few reasons why uh, you won't be or are not enjoying uh, this spiritual rest that it speaks about uh, in chapter number four. First of all, uh, you'll see then with me uh, and, and, and bear with me uh, for just a second. Uh, you'll see uh, then this evening the first uh, reason that uh, you're not enjoying the rest, you find in verse number two. The Bible says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the, the word preached did not profit them, uh, not being mixed with faith in them that hear it. Can I tell you this evening that we're not going to enjoy the rest that God promises to each and every one of us if we don't accompany the preaching of God's word with faith. And we have to put our faith and trust in what we're hearing. And we have to believe it. And can I tell you this evening that our faith is only as strong as the object of our faith. Now, in the Dominican, you might have saw in the, in the, in the presentation, we still are in the stage of the plastic chairs, okay? And so we don't have any air conditioning, and we have the plastic chairs, and, and the plastic chairs are, are rather flimsy. Can I put it that way? And uh, I use this illustration quite often. I bring the chair forward. And I show the people and I tell them, uh, how strong is your faith? And uh, they're all sitting in the plastic chairs. Well, I, being uh, the largest of all of them, uh, will attempt then to go and sit in that chair. Now, I don't know if they're helping me, if they're complimenting me. Or if they're just slapping me in the face. But they are so quick to not have faith uh, uh, in that chair for me. And uh, quickly what they'll do is say, no, Pastor, don't do that. And I say, what's the problem? You're all sitting in that chair. Why don't you have faith for me for this chair? And they say, no, Pastor, that, that chair's not going to work out. And I said, okay, what do I do? Well, so then they'll go and grab another chair. 
and they'll stack it together. And what a blessing that is, right? And how humble it is. Pretty soon, Brother Johnny, I'm sitting on four or five chairs. And man, I'm just feeling real strong, you know? And uh, I'm just thankful uh, for their help. Uh, there was uh, actually the owner of our church, as we were starting the Haitian work, uh, we went to buy chairs. And, and uh, with the Haitian man, uh, sorry for the video, you couldn't see uh, the, 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 the man that's uh, the pastor of that church, but he's a tall, lanky fellow, okay? And, and uh, he's pretty, pretty skinny. Who's, who's the guy that I was talking to about being skinny his whole life? Flacco. Flacco, yeah. Yeah, he's very Flacco. He's very Flacco. So uh, this man, and so we called the owner. We asked him. He was going to help us buy the, buy the chairs. And I said, uh, how's this price? And I, I can't remember how, how much it was, but, uh, but he says, that, that sounds like a pretty good price. Uh, uh, did you try it? I said, no, I didn't try it. I had the guy, uh, the Haitian guy try it. He says, no, Pastor, you need to try it. Why do I need to try it? I'm not going to be sitting in it. And, and he's like, well, the, the real test is not to use the skinny guy uh, to try the chair. It's to use the not so skinny guy to try the chair. And I said, okay, I'll try the chair. Well, uh, that's the object of our faith. We need to accompany the preaching of God's word with faith. Secondly, this evening, uh, a lot of times... We don't enjoy the rest that God desires for us to enjoy. Look in verse number six. It says, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached enter not. What's it say, church? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can I tell you that some of us don't enter into the rest that God desires for us because of our own unbelief. Can I add a synonym to that? And that would, that would be disobedience. We hear the word, but we don't do the word. Faith without works is what? Dead. So we're not enjoying rest because uh, we're, 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 we're hearing the word. We're, we, we may be studying the word personally. We, we may be listening. We may be faithful uh, to God's house. And, and yet we seem like we're not growing. We seem like we're not enjoying or having the joy of the Lord uh, in the things of the, the Lord. And, and what it is, is, is we're hearing the word, but we're not doer, being doers of the word. Unbelief. We're not matching the two. Look, if you were a third thing this evening and all hasten. The Bible says in verse number seven, again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David today, after so long a time, as it is said today, if you will hear his voice. What's it say, church? Harden not your heart. Some of us, we we failed to enter in the rest of the Lord. Due to a hard heart. Due to a hard heart. We become stiff-necked to the things of the Lord. And all of us have seen it. We've all seen someone that's accepted Christ their Savior. They've been baptized. They, 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 they begin strong. They, they, they seem like they have a fire. They, they start to grow over the giant. And, and they're excited about the things of the Lord. And, and, and pretty soon a disgruntled church member comes along. And they tell them, now, now, calm down just a little bit. Tone her down, you know, just a little bit. Pretty soon the fire is quenched. Pretty soon the excitement is a little bit less exciting. Pretty soon after we've grown just a little bit and, and, and then what creeps in is, is a state of being comfortable. Now we hesitate in the Dominican 
<laughs> to buy padded chairs because <laughs> we don't want the people to get too comfortable. Now, they want air conditioning. So do I. Man, it's hot over there. I'll tell you right now. I'm, 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 we're working towards trying to put some air conditioning. But I even fear even putting air conditioning in because if people start getting too comfortable, they'll start to sit. They'll start to sulk. They'll start to sour just a little bit. What happens in our life is we start to harden our heart. What's that mean, preacher? It means that we stop being so sensitive to God's word, to God's work. We lose our tears. We lose our heart. So what do we have to do in order to enjoy the rest? Look, if you would, in verse number 11 again, and we've already read it. The Bible says, let us therefore let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. It takes work, doesn't it? it? Takes effort. Well, preacher, I'm tired. <laughs> Tiredness in the ministry doesn't mean that you can't have spiritual rest in Him. Tiredness in the ministry doesn't mean that you should stop working. Oh, I, I, I enjoy a vacation. I think we need some time off. I think we need to step back every now and again. But to stop working are two different stories. First of all, what I see this evening, we find in verse number 12, we need to realize the power of God's Word. Look, if you would, in verse number 12. And don't ever miss that this evening. Don't ever separate the two. The Bible says, for the word of God is quick, quick and powerful, quick. It gets to where it needs to get as soon as you let it. You harden your heart, you're telling God no. But the second you open your heart to God again, it's quick enough to step in to meet your need. It's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Turn, if you would, to Psalms in chapter number 119. We'll see a few verses. Psalms and chapter number 119. The Bible says in verse number 9, many of us can quote these verses. Psalms 119 and, and verse number 9, the Bible says, Where, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto, thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Theme of the chapter in verse number 105, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Can I tell you this evening, we need to come back to understanding the power of the word of God. The Bible says in John in chapter number 8, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. 
So many of us were, were, ens were enslaved by sin. We're enslaved by our traditions. We're enslaved many times even by our religion because we don't wholeheartedly submit to the power of the Word of God to accomplish the task of transforming our life. And I'll turn uh, to that verse in just a moment. But in Joshua 1 and verse number 8, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, and thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt, that then thou shalt have good success. So many of the generation today wants to be millionaires without having to work, without having to do anything. They want everything handed to them. It, it burdens me, Brother Johnny, to, to, to pass by McDonald's and seeing now hiring, hiring for $15 an hour. And I'm thinking, who's working at McDonald's that deserves $15 an hour? That's what I'm thinking. But what, 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 what we, we have a generation that assumes that they deserve millions without ever having to earn it, without ever having to work for it. The Bible says, let us labor. Let us labor. Romans 12 and verse number 1 and 2, the Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your what? What's that mean? That, that's, that's the least of what we could offer. A reasonable service, that's what all of us should offer. Not having to be asked, not, not having to be paid, not having to, uh, to get any type of extra blessing, uh, but, but because we're saved, because we've accept, accepted Christ as our personal Savior, because we uh, enjoy uh, heavenly hope and eternal hope, uh, we should then present our bodies a holy, living sacrifice, acceptable to God. Notice, if you would, in verse number two. Be not, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, what is the thing that transforms us? The word of God. We all need to have our mind transformed because let me tell you, there's a wicked and vile and dark world all around us that is preaching and teaching way better and way more flamboyant, way more out. Their philosophy, their program. Can I tell you something disgusting? Now, the room is fantastic. Thank you so much for whoever got us the room. The basket, wonderful. Thank you so much for that. We came down. Huge lobby there at the, at the hotel. A decent-sized group of people there. Obviously, curiosity. Well, what's going on? Big, bold letters. They're having a gala. A gala. They're not ashamed. So why are we ashamed? 
of the gospel of Christ. We need our mind to be transformed that we may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Because the world around us doesn't know. Now, we ought not to be surprised that the world acts like the world. Don't be surprised by that. That should not cause us alarm. Don't be surprised by someone that's marked up, by, th by someone that's walking around, intoxicated. Don't be surprised by all that. That's the world. But let me tell you the truth. The world expects us as Christians to act like Christians. What does that require? It requires us as Christians that know the truth, that the truth has set us free to allow the truth to continually transform the way that we think and perceive this world around us. Because they don't know that they're in the wrong. Someone has to tell them. Someone has to teach them. Someone has to tell them. One of the ways that we do that is by preaching the word. Woohoo, glory to God. Preaching the gospel. Give out the gospel. The gospel is what's going to free someone. You don't have to go up and point out all their sin, how wicked they are, how terrible and vile they are. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is preach the truth. Let the Holy Spirit convict them where they need convicting. That's the truth. That's what we have to do. That's what we're called to do. Now, I don't have to like it. I don't have to be around it. I don't have to stoop to their level in order to reach them. All I have to do and what God's called us to do is go ye therefore and preach to all nations. That's what God's called us to do. And if we're faithful to do that, God promises that some will believe. Some will believe. Sad to say we're letting the world the minority of the world, dictate how we feel, what we believe, how we move and act. And the truth about it is, is we've become more of the minority because we've let them stop our voice. We need to speak up. We need to speak out. I firmly believe, and I, I did not like it <laughs> in college, but uh, I firmly believe. Maybe we need to get back on the street corner and preach <laughs> again. <laughs> now, now, in college, we had to preach on the street corner. Three, three times a week, we had to preach on the street corner. And I know now the purpose of that. I mean, it, it was fantastic for my growth then. I didn't understand it then, but it was good for me then. <laughs> Anybody with me? But I'm convicted that that's what we need to go back to. Because what we're, what, we're, what we're doing is allowing our voice to be stopped because we're not saying anything. We don't want to offend anybody. Impartiality it, it, it is taking a side. I didn't know if you knew that or not. Not saying anything is taking a side. And I'm nobody, but the other day, one of the things that really, it, I mean, it, it tanned my hide pretty good. 
Of all the places we walked into since we've been home, we walked into Cracker Barrel. Family establishment, a nice restaurant, serves good food. What are they serving now? Alcohol. And I, I'm, I'm burdened by that. One of the few places left in America that, that, had, that had taken a stand against that for all these years that was going to be a family establishment, that was going to set themselves apart. And, and I talked to the manager. <laughs> I said, I don't know what I can do to make a difference, but I just want my voice to be heard that I'm, in, I'm opposing the decision to sell alcohol. And if some more of us did that, we could make real change. But we tend to just turn a blind eye and not say anything and, 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 and act as if it's going to go away. It's not going to go away. It's just going to get worse. We understand that the world is just going to grow worse and worse. Romans 1 and verse number 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So first of all, we have to realize the power of God to affect real change. Secondly, then, we have to hold fast to our profession. Verse number 14, the Bible says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Let me talk for just a moment about that. Can I encourage us to hold fast to the Bible doctrines in our mind? Let's begin by doing battle here because that's where the devil's winning the battle with the most of us. It's right here in our mind. It's a psychological battle because it's a spiritual battle. And there's professions of people that are, are so-called treating this that have no knowledge of the truth. And I believe it's a real problem. I believe there's, there's real sickness. There, there's, there's real problems. Don't get me wrong with what I'm saying. But can I tell you that in order for us to get real victory is through us determining to hold fast True truth. Too right. We need to be settled on what the truth is in this book, the Bible doctrines, uh, so that then uh, when the adversary comes, when the wind blows, the winds blow of false doctrine, right? We are not shaken, but we are settled. On what the truth is. That's by us putting our lives on the rock. First Timothy 4 and verse number 16. The Bible says over there. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them for in doing this. Thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Remember what the truth does? As you know the truth. The truth will set you free. So let's battle right here in our mind by knowing what this book says. Let's study to show ourselves proved. 
What does that mean? We're going to understand what this book says. We're going to study it so that when the fiery darts come, we have that shield of faith that we can raise, that faith in the word of God that we can raise. We have the helmet of salvation on and we're ready to do battle with the sword of the word of God. Secondly, we ought to hold fast the reviving principles of the Word of God in our heart. In our heart. We stand on the rock right here in our mind. I'm not going to be waved. I'm not going to be faltered. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to watch programs that I shouldn't watch. I'm not going to listen to the philosophy of the world. I'm not going to allow the minority to change my biblical worldview because that's what it needs to be. Uh, it's going to be settled instead, steadfast on the, the Bible doctrines that are strong and true and pure. And then I'm going to be able to develop my biblical philosophy through the reviving biblical principles of God's word. And I'm going to start applying them in my life. I'm going to take uh, verses that, that talk about, anybody know what the golden rule is? What's the golden rule? Anybody can tell me? Now, is that, is that, is that uh, uh, a one size fits all? It's pretty broad, isn't it? Do unto others like you would have someone else do unto you. Pretty much can fit all of us, but in different ways, right? Because I'm going to have different relationships with different people, and I'm going to encounter different situations than others, and I'm going to have to learn to edify one another in love, right? And so what we're going to do then is we're going to apply these reviving biblical principles in our heart so that we're convicted uh, to take a stand on the things uh, that, that, that the Bible tells us to take a stand on. And we're going to, to, to dress right because the Bible teaches us that we ought to be uh, different than the world, right? And we're going to talk right because the Bible tells us that we ought to clean our, our, our language up, right? And we ought to use, uh, uh, well, well, I got a verse for that. You want to hear it? 2 Timothy 1 and verse number 11, if uh, it says, where unto, where, where am I at? 2 Timothy 1 verse 13 there. Hold fast the form of sound words. Interesting. Which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thirdly, we ought to hold fast our open profession of the gospel in our lips. How much of the word of God are, are we talking about? How much of the gospel are we preaching from our lips? You know the biggest antidote to gossip is the word of God. Start talking about the word of God, you're never going to be gossiping about someone else. Anybody with me this evening? Brother Johnny, I've learned through the pastorate that the best form of godly counsel is this book. I know, I know it's, it's elementary, but people come to you with all kinds of problems, won't they? I mean, and they'll, tell, they'll tell you everything, and, and they'll want you to listen for hours. And for the most part, I'm pretty accommodating. I, I try to be very patient. You know, my wife says, 
you need to, you know, cut it out, you know. But, but I'm pretty accommodating, you know, and, and uh, I'll listen for a, lo a long, more time than I should sometimes. And, and uh, it's amazing that you'll, you'll know where people's hearts are when you open this book and say, you know, in this verse, it says this. Oh, yeah, preacher, but, but he did this. <laughs> and, but, you know, in, in this verse, it says this. Oh, but she did that. I'm not talking about him or her. I'm talking about what the Bible says. Now, you guys have real problems, right? <laughs> okay, well, stop crying, stop bickering, stop fighting with each other, and let's learn the Bible. Amazing that when I offer biblical counseling and, and, and try to do a Bible study with some of my dear people, they run away. And they don't want anything to do with it. It's amazing. I never hear about their problems again. Now, it's not because their problems have stopped. Because all the neighbors still hear about them. But they've stopped coming to me because they know I'm not going to give them another answer other than this book. Because I'm convicted that this book has the answer. We ought to hold fast the open profession of the gospel in our lips. Uh, lastly, then, under this point, we ought to hold fast to the complete submission of the gospel in our lives. Paul said, I die daily. He talked about us submitting ourselves one to another in love. But first, submitting ourselves to God. And what we need to realize is that in order for us to enjoy spiritual rest in our lives, we have to understand and recognize the power of God's word. But then we have to be willing to hold fast to the profession of his word. And then lastly, this evening, if you follow in verse number 16, says, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace. And I tell you this evening, in order for us to enjoy spiritual rest, we have to come boldly. To the throne of grace. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Because if we do that, understanding that whom we're going and approaching has been in all points tempted like as we are, but without sin. Understand me this evening. That once we apply the power of God's word to our life, we hold fast our profession of God's word in our heart. We then can apply that faith that God's given us in his word of him. We can then approach him in faith, in hope, in love, boldly to obtain Look what it says. Mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Now, none of us would say this evening that we don't need mercy. We don't desire more grace. 
So how do we obtain those things? By coming boldly to his throne. Ephesians 3, verse number 8, the Bible says, Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the, of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Christ Jesus, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Verse number 12 says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. But this cause, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank God that. We have a place that we can go. We can go boldly to him, understanding and knowing that he understands where we're coming from. He understands our pain. He understands our heartache. He understands our burden. And he hears us. And he wants to, to, to meet our needs in the very time that we have the need. James 5 and verse number 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Philippians 4 and verse number 6 and 7, the Bible says, Be careful for nothing. What's that mean? Don't be anxious. Don't worry. But in everything... By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. How many of us have laid down at night? We're wanting to rest. We're desiring to sleep, but seemingly enough, we, we can't shut off our mind. Our mind's wandering and, and, and running, and, and, and what it does is it turns uh, what those thoughts are into worry, and worry turns into fear. Fear leads to doubt. And doubt is the object of no power. Why? Because when we doubt in whom we have so great a faith, we're not coming boldly to Him. We're not reaching Him to obtain that mercy, to get that grace in our time of need. What happens? 
is the devil wins the battle. Devil wins the battle. Now, I don't know the struggle of anyone. I only can identify with my struggle. But can I tell you that in order to get rest here on a Wednesday night, we have to understand our power comes from the Word of God. We have to once again make a decision to hold fast to our profession. And we have to once again determine to go boldly to the throne of grace. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.